Coming up on today's episode of Locked On Mariners, three roster moves the Mariners should make before their next game and our thoughts on their 500 road trip. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday, April 13th, 2023. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube. Or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you listen to us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We want to see how many of you are rocking with us every Monday through Friday. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon by scanning the QR code right above my head. The link as well as our social accounts is also in the description of this episode. The Mariners have an off day today following a 500 road trip to Cleveland and Chicago. They'll begin an all-National League homestand tomorrow against the Rockies. I'll be joined by Locked On Rockies host Paul Holden for a special crossover for tomorrow's episode, so be sure to look out for that. We're going to get Colby's quick thoughts on that upcoming series with Colorado towards the end of the show. We're also going to tell you three roster moves the Mariners should make right now. But first, Colby, let's look back on the Mariners' first road trip of 2023. As I said, they went 3-3 three and three with a series win over the Guardians and a series loss to the Cubs. It could have easily gone 6-0, and and that's what makes this road trip kind of sting a little bit. What were your takeaways? Yeah. Um, it was kind of a, an up-and-down road trip, obviously. You take two of three from Cleveland, uh, with really good team, uh, and you, you pitch really well uh, for the most part, and, and you have the sweep right there in your hands, and you just kind of let it slip through, you know, and, and you look at what happened in Chicago even. You know, the first game, two to one in the late innings, Kelnick hits the home run. Okay. But, you know, you just never really, you never had the lead in that game. So it's just kind of easy to be like, write that one off. Well, bats didn't have their night, whatever. That type of thing happens. Uh, but then obviously, you know, you blow a seven run lead in the second um, and just, you know, give up like 14 unanswered runs or whatever it was. Yeah, that one was the tough one to uh, to swallow. And, and unfortunately, those three games in a row, kind of overshadow the the first two games and the last game. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, if if we're talking about road trips, 500 is is a pretty good road trip. Uh, you avoid disaster. You avoid digging yourself a deeper hole. Um, and you're right there. And, and the good news is, is that you did see some really good individual performances, even in the losses that should, uh, you know, give you uh, some confidence that the, this team is going to, turn the corner here pretty quick um, mm-hmm. we saw some some new guys come up and contribute and kind of start to fill in some holes that you had uh, in your bullpen um, we saw some really good starting pitching performances some bounce back starting pitching performances and of course I think the big story of the road trip is how good Jared Kelnick was right. pretty much from the from the jump uh, on the road and and uh, you know, and also, by the way, Teo is is slowly but surely creeping up to where he is. He's 98 WRC plus entering today. Mm-hmm. And when he started the road trip, I think he was like 16. So uh, you're starting to see guys kind of flip this thing around. Julio had a really nice series in Cleveland. <laughs> Went the other way in Chicago. Uh, yeah. Same for Cal. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's there's a lot of really good things in this road trip. And you were just one or two plays away from this being a great road trip instead of just kind of a, yeah you know, kind of mid road trip, but uh, overall there were a lot of positives to take away from their first uh, six games on the road. 
Kelnick in the six games slashes 455, 521, 1,000. That's a 318 WRC plus with the three home runs, five ribs, stolen base, 10 hits, and 25 plate appearances for Kelnick. Um, it's decent. And he also walked uh, 12% of the time. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty decent. Uh, is he the MVP of the uh, road trip for the Mariners, or oh, yeah. is there a counter argument to be made for Ty France? No. Yeah. Nope. France was also really good, though. Uh, <laughs> he was. To, to be but clear. Jared's that much better. Yeah. If yeah. Jared was ended, just that ridiculous. If the week ended today, Kelnick would be the American League player of the week. Yeah. So, no, it, it's, you know, France. Again, Ty had a really nice uh, road trip as well. He's off to a really good start, but no, no, there is no yeah. argument to be made. It is, it is Jared Kalnick's show right now. Yep. Um, and he is kind of single-handedly lifting the spirits of Mariner fans who or let me rephrase that single-handedly lifting the spirits of dumb Mariner fans who think the season's already over because they're three games under 500 on April 13th. Uh, France, you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> France slash 357, 419, 429. That's a 149 WRC plus on the road trip. Four ribs, a couple doubles, 10 hits, and 31 plate appearances. Just struck out 12.9% uh, of the time, walked in 9.7% of the time. Really good road trip for Ty France. And like you mentioned, Teoscar Hernandez starting to turn things around. Had a couple of uh, splash at bats, you know, the big home run yesterday, of course. Um, but really, the, the important thing here is that he's hitting the ball hard with frequency he's had at least uh, a couple hard hit balls and i think four of the six games on the road trip might be wrong on that but uh he had a really nice road trip overall the the results were will eventually come you know because uh, most of those games were even when he got a hit he was like one for five i think like sunday right. uh there was a one for five he had the rbi and extra innings but overall some things turning around there you can see it pretty clearly in the bat with uh with Teo and then you know finally it was good to see Logan Gilbert bounce back after a rough outing in, in Cleveland where he was only able to complete four innings and the the velocity was there the velocity pretty much did stick uh yesterday in Chicago there were a couple of dips here and there I think he did uh I think his lowest fastball was around 91 miles per hour uh stack has said but uh, he was 95 94 uh consistently so uh that was really good to see and uh we actually saw some good stuff out of his secondaries as well so overall you know good road trip you know you go 500 you got to feel pretty good about that especially when you know one of the teams on that road trip is a really good team like Cleveland they're top you know four-ish team in the American League so being able to take two or three from them after losing three or four to them in Seattle really good stuff and like Colby said like I've been talking about here there's some silver linings overall despite how devastating those three losses were yeah you know and it's not just Gilbert who had the bounce back start George Kirby had a pretty nice bounce back yep. after his first start uh so did Marco Gonzalez so yep. uh you know and then Flexen decided to go the opposite direction, but that, that's okay. That's going to happen. Uh, and Castillo remained, you know, as, as good as we know he is. So yeah, there were a lot of positives. Uh, I, I think one of the other positives is, is that we are starting to see the Mariners, at least right now, it appears they've kind of found a solution to their middle innings bullpen problems with the emergence of Gabe Spires and also uh, Justin Topa who have been just both been very, very good since they've been called up. Yep. Uh, and, you know, we continue to see some pretty good stuff from Trevor Gott. I, I feel pretty good about where the Mariners stack up in the middle innings, five, six, seven. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see how they stack up in the late innings. Seawald's been okay. Uh, Brash is, 
brash has been up and down to to be nice about it uh yeah. but he is he's working through some 35 grade command right now or control right now and probably 25 grade command so uh you know it's something he's got to figure out because without andres munoz there to pick up the slack for at least another you know 10 days or so uh, they need these guys to step up, and if they can get to a point where they can, you know, on a semi-nightly basis, it's got Topa, Spires, um, Seawald, Brash, Munoz. You feel pretty good about that, based on what we've seen so far and what we know about these players. So, uh, bullpen's starting to round into shape, and, and thankfully, again, they have the off day today. Gilbert was able to go deep in yesterday's game, and now the bullpen should be reset to a spot where everybody should be, you know, well rested and ready to go. I see you're giving uh, Gabe Spire the Luis Robert treatment where you're adding an S to the end of his last name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you always say Luis Robert. I'm trying Roberts. to learn how to spell it. <laughs> it's S P E I E R. I E R. Yeah. Whatever. Spire. Spire. I still get. Spell, I still get hey, spell Sepchinsky. Oh, good Lord. I'm going to pass on that. I know it starts with an R. R Z E R Z E P. C Z Y N S K I, S K I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. There we go. Uh, but yeah, I still get Ahmad Rosario and the other guy mixed up all the time in Cleveland. So Oh, Andres Jimenez. Yes. Yeah. I still get those guys mixed up in my head. So you know, tis what it is. <laughs> all right. Well, that has been spelling with locked on Mariners. Now we are going to be talking about three moves the Mariners should make before their next game in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of locked on Mariners is brought to you by eBay motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay motors with eBay guaranteed fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com ebaymotors.com let's ride eligible items only exclusions apply and you're listening to the locked on mariners podcast thank you again for making us your first listen before we get into our three moves the mariners should make before their next game colby it's about time to remind our lovely listener here what we're doing with feeding america tell us about it yeah, Ty and I have partnered with Feeding America to raise money and therefore meals for those who are facing food insecurity in this country. That's 34 million, about 10% of the population doesn't know where their next meal is coming from. That includes 9 million children. We can make a difference. Scan the QR code on the screen right now or click the link in the bio in the description uh, if you're listening and not watching. The link will also be in the uh, description of the episode. Just click that link. It'll take you to our fundraising page. We set out about three weeks ago with the goal of $500. Uh, Yesterday, we passed $5,000, and it's just been an incredible thing to track. So Feeding America is a great organization. They can turn every dollar raised into 10 nutritious meals for those facing food insecurities, which means on your guys' donations alone, we've raised about 52,500 meals so far 
which is just incredible. So if you want to help out and donate, you can, like I said, you can scan the QR code or you can click on the link in the description either uh, of either the video or the audio only version of this show. Uh, if you can't donate right now, that's totally fine. We get it. Uh, Ty and I are donating 10 cents for every new subscriber we get uh, from the start of this until May 1st. So uh, we've actually kicked up uh, in that number two. I think we're approaching 400, maybe 500 uh, new subs. So that is 500 meals uh, that'll be tacked on at the end of our fundraiser. So just from clicking a button, it really is that simple. Um, if you guys still want to help out um, and you've kind of maxed out your donations and all that stuff, uh, feel free to share this with coworkers, put it on Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever, whatever you have to do. Uh, just, you know, you can help us spread the word of this and, and see how high we can push this thing. We got about 17 days left, a little more than two weeks to see how far we can go. And if we do get to 10,000, this guy over here is going to get a tattoo. So rumor has it, it might be a full body Jared Kelnick. Yeah. It's going to be the, it's going to be the Jersey that I wore yesterday. So, yeah. uh, yeah. So again, thank you guys so much for participating in that. Um, We're, so we're about halfway through um, our, you know, our, our timeline here and we're halfway to 10 K. So we're on, we're on good pace, but uh, we need to keep it going. So again, thank you guys so much for donating. Thank you so much for spreading the word and subscribing and all that stuff. Um, It's been a a really cool, fun thing to track and, and, you know, we'll have to do more stuff like this in the future, but uh, for now, uh, you know, again, just thank you guys and, and let's keep it going. Let's see how far we can push this thing. Let's go. Uh, let's give some shout outs here to some of the recent donos. Ernesto came through with $100, Anonymous with five, Anonymous with 50, Glenn with 10, Anonymous with 10, Colin with 30, Frank with 10, Anonymous with $1.34 to get us to 5K because we were at 4999 And you went on Twitter, Colby, and asked someone to just please donate a dollar so we don't have to look at this. Uh, $20 from Anonymous, $50 from Anonymous, $10 from Anonymous, $10 from Doug, $20 from Anonymous, $5 from Anonymous, and uh, $15 from Bradley, and 100 from Andrew. That dates back to April 10th. Thank you, guys every single one of you for all of your donations. And again, just subscribe to the YouTube channel or have someone you know subscribe to the YouTube channel. And that's just as good as a donation. That is one meal going to someone that can really use it. All right, so Colby, we need to talk a little bit about this roster because the Mariners haven't made many changes to the roster except for when they've absolutely needed to. Uh, you know, the Robbie Ray injury and then the bullpen's been a little bit taxed. So there's been moves on that front. But let's talk about just moving on from some guys right now that are not really contributing at the moment. Who do you want to start with? I think we'd probably start right off with the obvious one. Uh, Tommy LaStella shouldn't be on this roster. Um, you know, we, we talked about this back in, you know, March when he got hurt that, you know, the field staff doesn't really think LaStella looked all that good before he got hurt. They're not sure, you know, how long lasting the injury is going to be. Now he was able to swing the bat sooner than they thought, but he still is not thrown. He still is not fielded. Uh, you know, a single ball, like as far as we know, he's not going to be able to throw anytime soon. And he's simply not carrying it enough at the plate. And you could see the Mariners really don't think so either because he's barely played. So either he suffered some kind of setback um, that they're trying to, you know, protect against, or they just look at this and they go, he doesn't give us a better chance to win, which is probably the most likely thing. And if LaStella can't play defense and he has to hit to contribute, 
he's not doing that right now. You need to move on. You need to get somebody who can at least go play a defensive position and help you there. So for me, Listella is the easy one. Um, you know, maybe they, they like him in the clubhouse, whatever. doesn't matter. You can't be a bat only guy who can't hit and yeah. be on a, you know, a good roster. Just, it's not going to work. So if Listella isn't ready to play in the field tomorrow, then he shouldn't be on this roster. It's really Agreed. simple. Agreed, because you can at least get more value out of someone like a Mason McCoy or even Colin Moran, who's been playing third base yep. down in uh, in Tacoma, uh, and someone that's, I mean, again, Tommy LaSalle has given you basically nothing offensively. I think he has two hits uh, through the first how many games he's played. I think he's played like six games, something like that so far. That's you're not really uh, downgrading much, even if you don't think that you're going to get a lot out of Colin Moran, because especially at the end of the day, you're just trying to get to whenever Dylan Moore or Tommy or Tommy Taylor Trammell can, uh, can come back. Uh, and obviously Moore suffered a minor setback, apparently according to Ryan Dibbish, where he didn't feel good enough to play in AAA games just yet. Uh, he's meeting up with the team today in Seattle, and he's going to be working out there for a couple of days before he goes out on a rehab assignment. Surprise, surprise that the guy that basically didn't participate in any baseball activity this off season and missed the entirety of spring training. Isn't ready what? to go two weeks into uh, the month of April. Yeah. We, we told you, we told you this was going to happen. We told you that like, this is why, and obviously, you know, hindsight is 2020 now, but this is why we were like, yeah, you should maybe trade Chris Flexen for something, you know, for your bench because you're probably going to need or, it. Or yeah, go trade for Isaiah Isaiah Kiner Falefa, go sign um Jose Iglesias or whoever was out there. Like you need to go yeah. get somebody who can play shortstop if you're not gonna have Mason McCoy be on this team. And the Mariners said no, we know better. And and they were wrong. Flat out they were wrong. Surprise, the guy who didn't participate at all all spring and all winter, not ready to go when you absolutely need him to. Shocker. I know, but yeah. So hopefully Dylan Moore yeah. gets back soon because you kind of need him right now. He's good against lefties. And I mean, oof, you've seen JP Crawford hit. So, you know, it'd be nice to have Crawford on the bench uh, against the top lefty here. So, so Reddit, what we're saying here is we told you so. Mm-hmm. But like uh, we no, always and, do. <laughs> in all seriousness, 100% so, success rate. Yeah. In all seriousness, though, seriously, if you have a guy that's coming off of multiple Achilles injuries, has a bum elbow, can't play in the field and his swing looks god awful like it's (laughs) terrible some of the swings that he had in chicago atrocious just he's he's giving you nothing right now he's just look and i'm not trying to drag the guy because he's gone through a lot physically you know and this was Mm -hmm. someone that was you know before all the injuries an all-star player in 2019 for the angels but at a certain point enough is enough like you He's showing you who he is right now, and he's not a competitive major league bat. So I think it's just time to move on and see what you can get out of someone like Colin Moran, who is, he's uh, probably a better bet to succeed at the major league level than Tommy LaStella at this point. So I I would go with him personally, at least to serve as a bridge to get you to more Trammell or whoever, you know, is the next guy. Yeah. Um, Cooper Hummel is the other guy that we need to talk about here, Colby. He, you know, I, I feel for the guy because he's a local kid who's, you know, joined the team and I know he wants to contribute and all that stuff, but he's just, 
He's made a base running error. He doesn't look very competitive at the plate. He doesn't really give you anything defensively either. I just don't really see, like, it's still very early, but just pairing this with what we've seen from Hummel in his cup of coffee at the Major League level in Arizona, I just don't see a Major League caliber player right now, even as a bench guy. Uh, obviously, there aren't many better options down in Tacoma for you, but there might be some, right? If you're not going to, like, they clearly don't want Cooper Hummel to catch. Uh, they've had opportunities yeah. to, you know, pinch hit Tom Murphy with Cal Raleigh as the DH. They could still hit for Murphy to get a better matchup and then put Hummel behind the dish. And they've declined to do that twice now. Um, so clearly they don't think catching is, is a part of his, his profile as anything more than an emergency guy. He's, I think, played just a handful of innings in the outfield. He's kind of like he's capable of playing, you know, defense but the Mariners kind of aren't letting him, which tells a lot about where he is. So kind of like La Stella, he has to hit, right? If he's yeah. going to justify his roster spot and he's not, you know, he looks better than La Stella, but that's not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're just going to use Hummel as a, a DH, you know, three times a week, you're probably going to get more competitive at bats from somebody like Mike Ford. Um, yeah. You know, and if you really do value that, that third catcher or whatever, could just go get Brian O'Keefe, you know, if you really want that catcher. Hey, element. Friend of the show, Brian O'Keefe. Yes. Like if you want that catcher element, fine, you can go do that. But yeah. I don't think they do because obviously they haven't used Hummel as a catcher yet. So yeah. uh, I don't think that matters to them. But I think Moran and like Mike Ford is probably better bets right now mm-hmm. uh, than La Stella and, and Hummel. Um, Hummel, you can send right back to AAA. He's got options left. You can continue to work on it there. Uh, and Ford and Ford and uh, Moran are, are also stop gaps, like you said, until Tramel, Marlowe, Moore, um, until those guys are possibly ready to go. So I also feel like Mike Ford is one of those dudes who's going to have like a really good stretch at some point in his career and just never like, again. Ford you know? will have like a six week stretch where he hits 270 with like nine home runs. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, like, the rest like of I feel like Mike Ford could be Darren Ruff at some point, yeah, you know? Yeah. By the way, Darren Ruff would have made a little bit of sense for this team. Um, But, you know. So, yeah, I I think those two are pretty obvious. I'm certainly much more willing to, like, wait on Hummel a little bit more than I am with Stella. But I think both of those guys are are two moves that you probably need to make. Um, And, you know, like I said, it could be Ford. It could be Moran. It could be Cesar Hernandez. It could be... uh, you know, played Mason center McCoy. field yesterday in yeah, Tacoma for some which reason. I I don't think is an accident. So I think Cesar's probably going to get some run here at some point. Um, you know, like Mason McCoy had a really nice spring and, and he can at least play a really good shortstop. Uh so and he's a guy who can get JP off his feet. Uh or, you know, possibly Wong if, if Mason McCoy plays second. So I just think there's better options because while I don't have a lot of faith that uh in particular O'Keefe, uh, Ford, and and McCoy are massive upgrades offensively over the course of like 600 plate appearances. They're mm-hmm. probably up upgrades right now in the short term, and at least they give some defensive versatility. 
Is it time to move on from Diego Castillo? We're going to answer that question in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are, you're one of them. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And for any you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. This episode of Locked On Mariners is also brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories and you need the best tasting protein bar ever. Built. You got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein and now you don't need to wait around to get yourself a box for years we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club while you can still get your specialty flavors at built.com that's right head to your nearest walmart today walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars you can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream double chocolate or coconut puff and if you're close to sam's club run in and grab yourself a 13 bar box with our hit flavors brownie batter and churro you can thank me later and you're listening to the locked on mariners podcast thank you again for making us your first listen so diego castillo hasn't been great so far to start the season to put it lightly Colby, the Mariners acquired him at the trade deadline after dealing Kendall Graveman to the Astros and that well-documented deal uh, that brought Abraham Toro and Joe Smith over to Seattle. And they've had high expectations for him, but this is a guy that used to throw incredibly hard in Tampa and was one of the more sneaky, underrated relievers in all of baseball during his time in Tampa, but we haven't really gotten that version of Diego Castillo in Seattle. And once again, he has been a bit lackluster coming out of the pen to start this year out. So as I asked earlier, is it time to move on from Diego, from the Dominican big boss, as sad as it would be? Yeah, it's it's a little tough. Uh, it's a little tougher with Diego because we've seen some glimpses of a viable middle reliever. But right now he's running a 17.5 walk percent. Uh, that is 
I mean, just absurdly too high. Uh, his K percentage is also going down significantly in 2021. It was 32.2. Last year it was 23.9. This year it's 17.4. So that's a that's a trend that's that's not going in the right direction. Walks have also gone up each of the last three years. Uh, ERA has gone up each of the last three years. And obviously the caveat in 2023 is that it's not a full year, but blah, blah, blah. Um, XERA is going up. Uh, the one thing that Castillo did really well last year, though, is that he avoided hard contact, um, as hard as that may seem, may be to believe. Uh, last year, Diego Castillo, when you look at his uh, hard hit percentage, 95th percentile, which is really good, obviously. 90th percentile on average exit velo, 88th percentile on X batting average, 86th in the X slug. The problem was is that the walks were too high. And that looks like that's a problem right now. So you're kind of in a tough spot with Diego um, because you've also kind of tapped out the upper level bullpen options that you have. Uh, now there's like Perlander Barreau you can go get, but I don't think you're ready to make that move quite yet. You go get Sacedo maybe uh, is, is a guy you can go get. Um, but what about Riley O'Brien? Yeah, maybe. Like O'Brien's probably the guy. Um, he had an he had a rough first outing, but yesterday he was he was pretty good. So that's probably the guy if you do make a move there. But I think if they did go get O'Brien right now, they would probably just you know DFA McCacken. So right or just McCacken have options? I I don't know. But either way, that would probably be the move. So I don't know if it's feasible to to. They would know, still have to add O'Brien to the to the forty minutes. So yeah. that. Yeah. So I think you would probably, I think the soonest we could see Castillo get DFA'd uh, would probably be when they feel really good about Munoz and his health. Sure. Um, because again, they already have kind of one spot in the bullpen they need to fill with somebody better than McCacken. And there's just, there's enough in Castillo that I think you look at and you say, we can give him a couple more outings, but if they did go ahead and decide to just, you know, pull the plug now, I certainly wouldn't blame them. Uh, he's getting nothing sure. from his sinker. That, that pitch is, is worthless and, and the four seamers not much better right now. So he's all slider. And, and we know that Diego has a, has a tendency to get around that pitch and just kind of throw a cement mix spinner right in the middle of the plate at yeah. times. So if he's not super sharp with that location, that ball's a batting practice fastball. So, it's a very small margin of error that Diego Castillo has right now. And if he's going to walk guys and he's not going to get more out of the sinker and the fastball, then he's not a major league quality reliever. So I, I think we're at the point where you should consider it. Uh, you should consider making a move. I just don't know if we're at the point yet where it's feasible for the Mariners to move on from Diego. Yeah. It's just, uh, I would like to avoid getting him into uh, uh, high leverage situations as much as I possibly can here. Cause it's just, it's right now, he's just not capable of getting key outs. He's not capable of working under pressure. Um, and right now I'd put God ahead of him. I'd put Spire ahead of him. I'd put Topa ahead of him. I'd put Seawald and Brash ahead of him, even with Brash's control issues right now. Like I'm putting all those guys ahead of him. He's pretty far down the list in terms of who I want to see with the game on the line right now. And that's, and that's a problem though, because you acquired him to be that guy. You acquired him to be one of those high leverage mm -hmm. dudes for you. And it's uh, and it just hasn't panned out like that, so that's a little disappointing. But um, yeah, I still think that he can be effective out of the pen as well uh, if you give him some time here to uh, work through some things. But eventually, you're going to run out of time. So this of the three moves that we talked about today, not as pressing. I don't, you know, even though this is the three roster moves the Mariners need to make before the next game, I don't. 
think they really necessarily need to move on from Diego Castillo right, right now as things currently stand. Um, I mean, but I also, like you, would not be surprised at all and wouldn't really blame the Mariners if we saw tomorrow Diego Castillo has been DFA'd for Riley O'Brien or whoever. Right. Yeah, you just you need bullpen arms who can give you competitive innings. And right now, Castillo, it's too inconsistent to know if you're going to get competitive innings. Uh, I guess, you know, there's some promise in the in the changeup, so maybe that's kind of the, the secret here. But whether it's the four-seamer or the sinker, he has to get more value on one of his fastballs. Uh, yeah. otherwise he just he's a if he doesn't get value on those fastballs he's at best a middle reliever and obviously if he doesn't have the the control of his slider and he's not spinning it well then he's not major league quality so so mariners face the rockies tomorrow you're going to be at the game tomorrow uh three game series overall between these two teams over the weekend uh the mariners got marco gonzalez going tomorrow condolences Colby for having to watch Marco of all the Mariners pitching probables there could be uh <laughs> and uh George Kirby on Saturday uh Luis Castillo on Sunday uh we don't know who's going for the Rockies on Sunday because of Herman Marquez going on the IL uh, it seems like it's going to be a prospect named Noah Davis don't know a ton about him but uh Paul Holden of Lockdown Rockies talked a little bit about him on the crossover episode that we did uh that's going to be coming out tomorrow so look out for that but uh, colby since you did not uh, record with us on there uh let's get your quick thoughts on this series with rockies before we head on out for the weekend not only am i going to have to watch marco gonzalez um i'm also probably not going to get to watch uh jared kelnick because for whatever reason Scott will not play him against lefties. And we all, as we all know, Austin Gomer is like, I mean, he's basically Kershaw from like 10 years ago. So um, God forbid we get Kelnick a, a chance to hit lefties because all he did in, in the minors is hit like 300 with like a 400 on base and a 600 slug against them. But Lord forbid we give him a chance to hit against Austin Gomer. Um, so yeah, so ugh. not, not great timing there, especially, but maybe, maybe, you know, maybe the, the Scott, maybe Scott will give him a shot against this particular lefty. But uh, yeah, I think overall, again, as has been the case really the entire season, the pitching probables in the series certainly favor you. Yeah. It hasn't really made a difference so far, but maybe this is a series that finally does. I think you really, look, you don't need to do anything in April, but I think this is a series where it feels like you you kind of need to, to win this series. Take two of three um, from a, you know, a, a Rockies team that's not, awful but you are this is not a good pitching staff let's just call it what it is i'm gonna hold the mariners to an even higher standard sweep please thank you just sweep i just just let's do that it's let's so that. hard to sweep any team but you know the rockies will be interesting cj crone's off to a hot start i know that and then i yeah. don't even know like i know they overplayed riley mcmahon but is he is he producing right now i don't know Brennan Rogers is a nice player. I don't know if Chris Bryant's even healthy. Like, I don't know a lot about the Rockies to be perfectly honest with you. Um, mm. I just know that they're not very good. So you kind of want to take two or three here, especially when you're going to have Kirby and Castillo pitching in the series. Mm. Um, you really want to win those two games and, and Marco should, you know, be able to give you a shot. But the thing with Marco is, is that you never know what you're going to get. So do we get start one Marco or do we get start two Marco or do we get somewhere in between? So, um, yeah, I think, th I think this sets up well for the Mariners to win a series. 
um, you know, get the first series win of the season, get, you know, within shouting distance of 500 again. And Hey, you know what, if you, if you can win the first two, might as well try and win the third. Like, why not? You, you came to the ballpark. You might as well try should, and win that game. You so. should do, yeah. You should do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I would yeah. like to see Kelnick get some at bats against Gomer. Um, I would like to see, um, you know, Marco just give the team the chance to win tomorrow. Like that's all I ever hope for Marco. And then I'd like to see Kirby and Castillo, you know, six, seven innings, one or two runs, something like that, and, and just have a good time against this lineup. But the Rockies can hit a little bit. So you have to be careful. This this isn't, you know, the Oakland A's. It, it's, it's you know, there's some legit hitters in this lineup, and you have to be a little bit careful, and a lot of right-handed hitters uh, in particular. So we'll see how Marco handles that. As for Kelnick, yeah, you need to start him against the lefty here. A little bit of a heat check if you will, mm-hmm. for Jared. Just see where he's at. See if he can actually be a viable option against lefties. Because he has been right. down in the minors. We went over this on our Patreon show. You you surprised mm-hmm. me with some of the numbers because I kind of underestimated Kelnick's numbers against lefties as well down in the minors, but they're actually really good. So he hasn't really shown you anything except for, you know, the 558 plate appearances at the major league level that suggests that he's bad against lefties, but also he was just bad against everyone. So that doesn't really suggest that he's just unhittable against lefties. He was really unhittable against righties Everybody. as well. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. So I don't really feel like that tells you much either. So see if this new version of Jerry Kalnick can actually get after right. it a little bit against lefties, and- because maybe you do have an everyday player there. You don't have a guy that you're okay. just strictly platooning. Right, and that kind of opens the door a little bit for Pollock um, to DH yeah. a little bit more. But yeah, like I think Gomer is a good like tester here for for Kelnick. Um, you know, it's not like you're asking him to go up against Carlos Rodon or or Chris Sale or you know these guys who are just yeah. death on lefties. I mean, maybe you want to go up against Chris Sale right now. Well, I mean, right now, you're not asking him to go up against like one of the the best lefties with a wipeout slider. You're asking him to go up against Austin Gomer, who's Marco Gonzalez, Colorado version. Like, yeah, see if he can do something. Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. And that's going to do it for our show today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tiny Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, S-T-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen now for your second listen check out locked on fantasy baseball win your league by listening to matt and dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and me and paul holden of locked on rockies we'll see you tomorrow peace